This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast about growing up and being a grown up, about getting grounded and staying grounded. Join us, two women, a mother and a daughter, who talk about everything. Hey everybody, we're back and we are super excited to be recording again after our long break. We hope that you're excited to listen. We're recording our first season three episode. I know. And We've been talking about this for a long time. Gosh, it seems like it's been forever. It feels like it's been forever. So much has happened since we last recorded an episode. Like so many things. Danae got married. My niece got married. And I went to Danae's bachelorette party, yes. which I had planned. And I mean, I that vacation. was vacation. Yeah. And I went to Disneyland for Halloween. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, you went to Hawaii, though. <laughs> yeah, it was we pretty can't, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Have I, did I go to Disneyland twice? No, just once. And just I went to once. Vegas for the bachelorette. That's right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else happened oh I went to Chicago for work I did my work trip True. yeah you did that yeah uh I had my 100th class at Orange Theory oh I didn't even know that and dad's having his 175th tomorrow oh my gosh that man is crazy that he did that many in the same amount of time you did 100 yeah well and he still goes to the other gym too yeah well I we know if I don't feel well I actually cancel or if I feel stressed I sometimes cancel because I just need to decompress whereas he just has to go 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 yeah for sure so yeah we're a little different that way yeah so yeah here we are yeah oh and I had my Halloween party yeah I know you always have my annual Halloween party I want to have a party. I'm just worried it'll be a flop, so I haven't even started thinking about it. Well, plus, what kind of party do you want to have? Um, I'd like to have just a girls' night out party, just women, no men. So a Valentine's Day party, mom? (laughs) Yeah, I could do Valentine's. You should, but not on Valentine's Day because that's always my party, so I couldn't go. Yes. Yes. Well, it wouldn't be on Valentine's because none of my friends are close. It would have to be on the weekend. Yeah. But if you, I mean, if we plan it ahead of time, like I could totally come too. It'd be really yeah. fun. It would be fun. And you could get all your decorations from Target because Target does so many cool Valentine's Day things. Do they? I'm already looking forward to my Valentine's Day party. Like even as, as I was cleaning up for my Halloween party, I was like, okay, next one, Galentine's, even bigger and better. Galentine's, <laughs> <laughs> a palooza. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie Nope in real life. I, um, yeah, I would, I would love to do like, I mean, I would love to do karaoke at my shindig. I think that would be super mm. fun. Yeah. Cause you know, I have all the, the fixings for karaoke. So. Oh, you could do it at home. You don't even need to go to a place. Mm-mm. Yeah. I have, um, oh, that'd I be have great. My, my box and an iPad and you just download an app and make it happen. Awesome. How convenient. I know. I know. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, there's apps where you can just pay for like so many hours of karaoke, I think, is how it works. Or like you can just do like one month, you know, how apps you, yeah, they try to upsell you. But you don't have to subscribe every month. You can just do like a one month or a one time, one day thing for a party. What kind of songs do they have? I've definitely looked into this. (laughs) It sounds like it. You're prepared. Um, The one that I looked at, I mean, it doesn't really, unless you sign up, it doesn't really let you like browse, but. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they had pretty much everything. That's awesome. Yeah. 
And it wouldn't be bad to, I mean, I have Spotify too. I mean, you could sing along to a song. You don't necessarily have to do karaoke. I'd probably do better singing along to a song. Because a lot of times karaoke, the rhythm's just a little bit different and the key's a little different. And that makes it hard for Mm -hmm. me. Because I'm a radio singer. There's that. But yeah, I need to start compiling a list of who I would invite and stuff. Yeah. Be prepared for this big party. I Me and hear, Simone could come. Oh, that would be so fun. I can hear your cat purring. Yeah, she's she's crawled up into my lap. And now that playtime is done, the five minutes it lasted, now that she's getting old, she's fat. she is kneading on my, the blanket that I have over myself, and she is purring very loudly, yes. <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah. hard to think about them getting old. But, yeah, they are getting old. How old nine. Nine. Yeah, just turned nine. Hmm. Uh, so we're speaking of friendships. I believe that kind of is the topic you wanted to cover today for first episode back. You have some notes and everything. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, today it's, it's so funny that we're doing this today because of what happened to me today. Um, I've just been thinking about it a lot, but let's, let's start at the, let's start at the beginning. I don't want to get ahead of myself and jump into the middle. Yeah. Cause you would snap Uh, at me if I did that. Oh, yes, I absolutely would. I would snap at myself, too, though. I'm not going to do it. Oh, see, I just did the breathing through the nose thing. Yeah, okay, that's funny. Well, you caught it. I guess that's I do that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, a edit uh, conundrum for me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll I mean, try to do I feel like okay. people know you have sinus problems. I guess I don't really need to edit it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do whatever you want. Um, I'll try and be better about it though. Okay. Um, so friendship. So in one of our previous episodes, and I know that it's going to be annoying that I can't remember which one it is, but I know that it was in season one. We talked about like how, you know, how good of a relationship you and I have, and even how good of a relationship me and dad has. And we kind of talked about like, oh, you know, we consider ourselves so lucky to be a part of this like family that's like has a healthy relationship and is close and we can talk about things and it's very lucky. And, you know, we, uh, talked about how, as I have gotten older and interacted with more of my friends, I've realized how rare that is. You know, it's different when you're a teenager because you kind of feel like, Oh, everybody hates their parents and it's whatever. But like, as an, as an adult, I figured everybody would have grown out of that and grown into some sort of friendship. So it's been weird to see that that hasn't been the case for most people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I know we talked about that a little bit. Um, and I wanted to expand on that. I've also recently realized how uncommon it is for adults to have very positive friends and like positive friendship relationships in their lives. If that makes sense. Um, I don't know if I'm wording that the best way. Is there a better way for me to put that that you can think of? Um, no, I think that's good. Positive friendships. Yeah. Uh, which in and of itself has been kind of an interesting thing for, and not interesting. I've been, a, I'm going to say difficult, actually a difficult lesson for me to learn that not, not everyone who is friendly with you is your friend. Um, and you don't need to be friends with everyone. And like, that's okay. There's, you know, there's different sorts of friendship and there's, what have you called it? Like the, the, the bubblegum friendships or the cotton candy friendships or popcorn. What is it? What is it? It's, it's like, something, is it term I've used? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's popcorn. Like you can, you can eat a lot of popcorn 
and it'll last like, you know, it'll like last you for a long time, but eventually you're going to need a real meal. And that's like the different types of friendship, you know, like you have a, you have friendships that are just like kind of on the surface and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you have friendships that are very, very close. And I feel very lucky. And the word that I kept using when I've talked to you about this previously was lucky that I had so many really, really close friends that were very positive forces in my life that really kept me centered and gave me good advice and I could go to them for different things and were always there if I needed them. You know, I've, I've, I have, I have really good friends. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. And when I brought this up to you, um, because I said, you know, why, why is it that I have, that I meet so many people that this isn't the case for them. And I'm so lucky to have this happen. And what you said was, it's not as much about luck. It's about what you put out there, you know, like what you put out in the universe or in the world returns to you. Right. Right. Yeah. And my initial reaction to that was like, no, because that means that these wonderful people that I've met that haven't had this, that, that don't have this in their lives or don't have very close friends. That means that they're putting something negative out there. Like they're great people. I like, I, I thought about it from that sense that like, are you saying there's something wrong with these friends who just haven't had this sort of fortune? I don't know. But it's more you know about, I mean? my perspective is it's more about being open to certain things. Like a lot of times you make friendships in college or high school and then those relationships, it's hard for those friends to see you grow or change because people are very comfortable with things staying the same. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you stay in a negative relationship because the friendship has been in place for so long and you understand where they're coming from, even if it's not necessarily positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people are like, cut your losses and other people. So it just... I don't think it's necessarily saying, or even the effort that it, it requires to put into good, re- good friendships, like even just making time, like, mm-hmm. did you have kids when you were younger? So that took away your time to make friends. Like there's just so many factors. Like just, mm-hmm. and I, I think, feel like that's partly where some of the luck comes in too, though, to, to a degree, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you, the, the luck plays a role in, in in the timing of it, I guess. Because there is a degree of timing in any relationship that's important. And I think that that's where some luck comes in. But, you know, the first time we talked about it, I was I was pretty strongly against that idea that, like, it was about what you put out there. I just That just didn't sit super well with me. But the more I've thought about it, the more I felt like maybe there's, you know, maybe there's something to that. I'm never going to say that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but like, you know, I, I, I think that I'm, I'm seeing what you mean a little bit more, but like what you attract as far as other people, like even they might be really good people and willing to make friendships easily. Like, you know, they might be open to friendships. Right. But if they treat themselves badly or have a negative view of their, themselves personally, then they're attracting someone who's also going to maybe see not just themselves that way, but also treat them in the way that they see themselves. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. also about what you attract, the type of personality you attract. Yeah. And I think that, I think that when you put it that way, it definitely makes a lot more sense and also doesn't seem to be so, it seems a lot as negative. Like, yeah, you're totally right. Some of these people that I 
consider to be great people that I'm friends with definitely went through a phase or are currently going through a period where they are very self-critical, very negative, um, and have trouble kind of breaking that sort of toxic mindset about themselves. So that makes sense that they, they would have trouble attracting other super positive people or super uplifting people because they, they're, they can't get in that mindset. So that totally makes sense. And I mean, I was thinking about it to even just today when my customer, customers, Angel and um, Mari brought me flowers and that card that, you know, really just said, thank you for, you know, being so positive. And we hope that all this positivity and love that you put out there comes back to you. I mean, just something as simple as that, you know, really did have me thinking about it. Like, I guess I don't consider myself to be putting that out there necessarily, you know, kind of air quotes around that. But I mean, I guess I am, or I guess I'm doing without realizing it, or that's just, that's the impression or vibe that I give off, which is not a bad vibe or impression to give by any stretch of the imagination, but it is really nice that, I don't know. To to have someone acknowledge something you didn't necessarily not acknowledge, but just that, you know. Exactly. And I I don't want this to come across as like a self brag, like, oh my gosh, I'm look how great I am that I like attract such positivity that I have all these amazing friends. Like that's totally not what I mean by it, but I just, it's been something that's been on my mind a lot lately. I guess I don't really even know why. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you probably have just talked to some friends that you have that you care about who are having the opposite, like the negative. And so you're realizing because you originally started out feeling like you're lucky. So someone else must've been sharing their experiences with their friends and you're just like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes up a lot. I feel like, especially even now, as I like, as I go through that phase of realizing like, Oh, this person actually isn't my friend and probably never was, you know, this person that Mm -hmm. I thought I was cool with. I'm going through that a lot with some of my coworkers. And so it's, it's such an interesting contrast. You know, I I really had to start paying attention to how hanging out with different people was making me feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I come from a day of, you know, spending all day with Maggie, who's just one of the best people ever <laughs> and just how like calm and relaxed and just how positive I feel after spending even just a few hours with her versus mm-hmm. like spending 30 minutes with somebody that I consider to be a friend. And I'm just like, I come away drained. Just like, man, I was putting all of this effort into just making that a good interaction. And for why, for what am I the only one putting that effort in, you know, just like things like that that I'm thinking about. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the things that you guys have said about me as far as parenting, I think a lot of a lot of times that plays into my friendships, too. Like, I'm very much, um, uh, I think I have that same sort of philosophy when it comes to being a friend, which is probably a deterrent. Like, pull up your big girl panty. Like, if someone, <laughs> um... <laughs> Like, I, I don't tolerate dishonesty. So I know, like, I've had some friends that have been dishonest about stuff that doesn't even matter. And I'm just like, I can't have that in my life. Mm-hmm. Whereas I had other friends that stuck with that person. I think we talked about that in one episode. And then I yeah um, I think, too, there are times where it's hard when, like, if you have a friend that has people in their lives that don't treat them well and you being me, um, <laughs> I'm the type of person who is like, 
don't, don't, you're better than that. You know, like I'm the Lizzo, like cut them loose. Let's go. <laughs> you know, you deserve better. And so it's hard to watch someone else go through that. It's not that I don't want to be their friend, but it's also very drain, not draining. It's very stressful for me because I can see how it's hurting their happiness. And so it's hard for me to let that go because I want everyone to be happy. Right. Like I, and so it could seem very heartless, but it's also just, it's like a self-preservation because I find it very upsetting. Like I just like, Mm -hmm. I love this person and I want them to be as happy as they can be. So why are they accepting less than they deserve? So, yeah. I mean, we're empathetic people like you and I are. I mean, that's not really fair to a friend, right? You, you go through them with thick and thin and you help them through the tough time. Like that's really how it should be. That's how I would want someone to treat me. But at the same time, I'm like, I guess that whole, my whole philosophy is of like, there's some ownership there. And so it's hard when to watch people not take ownership of their own happiness Mm. to feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, to watch some, let them give it to someone else and be unhappy. Mm -hmm. So that is sometimes a hindrance for me. And again, uh, we mentioned this before, just, I am really close with my sisters. So a lot of times I'm open to friendships, but I'm not necessarily putting out the vibe that I'm open, I guess. Cause I'm like, you know, I've, I've got my sisters, they feel, they feel a certain space. And then there'll be times where I'm like, oh, I wish I had more girlfriends. And I realize that I'm not super like out there putting myself out there to more friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, it is kind of a lot to think about. And I think about, I have a lot of friends from high school that, we're friends on social media, but I kind of wish we spent more time together. Mm-hmm. Um, but like things were hectic and lives were changing. And so I let things go or, you know, we all did. Yeah. But um, I, I do see how people that have had friendships like that, like from high school or from college, how they, it, they hit rough spots because the friends don't want to see them change. But if, you know, if you're, a growing adaptable person, you should be changing from high school or college to who you are in your adulthood. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. I would hope so. Jeez. Yeah. But it is crazy how many people don't want to see other people or the people that are close to them change. Like they really can't handle it. Yeah. They don't want to I mean, keep you almost, in a category. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you fill a, you, you, you check a box for them or fill a need. And if you change and that is threatened. Or maybe it makes them realize that they're static and that makes them panic. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a multitude of reasons, but uh, it really happens a lot. Yeah. Even with family. Like, a lot of times families are like that. They expect you. They don't, like, they'll put you down. I used to work with a lady that um, she was going to college and was trying to, like, move up within the company I worked for. And she Mm -hmm. just said her whole family made fun of her. Like what you think you're so smart. You think you're smarter than us. You're going to college and you, you have a better job than we do. And it was just like so degrading. Oh, that's so toxic. I know. I think mean, it's just, it's just mind boggling to me that, uh, a family member would not encourage you to like go for it, you know? Yeah. But it happens. It definitely yeah. happens. Often. It happens often. I feel yeah. like. It's crazy and so unfortunate. 
Yeah, but our insecurities do so much. Don't they, though? I mean, that could that's, be a whole other episode of how people yeah, handle their I mean, insecurities. Yeah, I mean, that's a... That's a, that's a whole, that's a line in and of itself, man. That's a, yeah, that's I mean, a one-off. Let's talk about that. Like internet bullying comes down to insecurities, uh, toxic fandom, insecurities, uh, mm. privilege, insecurities, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what that does to you. Jealousy in Fear. any sort of relationship. Yeah. That's so true. Self-love is so important. Yeah, it is. Do you, but the interesting or the, the thing that really catches me and you probably don't see this so much because of the generation you are, but like the generation I am and, and particularly like my parents' generation, like your personal happiness and uh, self-love I mean, it's another mm-hmm. way of saying like that was like not a priority. Like it was almost like after the depression, you had a generation that was raised just on like, here's what you have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And so it's always kind of a, a thing to look at, like how that, I feel like that's why a lot of like say boomers, like really don't understand the whole idea of. <laughs> okay. Boomers. <laughs> self, I know self love or like, because they they never did that. They sacrificed what they feel they sacrificed for their children to give their children a better life. Mm-hmm. And now it's and now it's just a bunch of kids who are privileged and have um, the idea that they're owed things from their perspective. I'm not saying that's how it is, but like and so when you when you kind of see it from that perspective, it's a little easier to understand how it's so hard. It's so far fetched from them to grasp the concept of what a new generation is struggling with and how they're trying to say my happiness is the right. Like I, I deserve to life liberty and the Mm -hmm. pursuit of happiness. Like the pursuit of happiness was not part of life and liberty for them. Yeah. They were really, that was really beat out of them. Not like literally beat, but like, you know, that was, that was not a focus. For sure. Yeah, because you did what you did to provide for your family and um, yeah, male or female. I mean, like you did what was it, best for your family. Like that yeah. Was... It, it makes me sad for them. But also I still have zero empathy for why you would want to take that away from someone else though. Well, I think that they don't have an understanding of that's what <clears throat> what I don't think they have an understanding of what's happening today with younger generations is part of that. I, I don't think they, they equate the two. Like I said, mm-hmm. they view it as we gave you everything and now you have everything. And so you're entitled and you're spoiled and mm-hmm. you don't know what it was, what I went through, which is true. Like both sides don't know what the other side went through, but nobody wants to sit down and talk about it. And I'm not excusing. Um, I mean, the hard part is like, literally there is a generation out there that doesn't want to hear it. Like they would rather be, mm-hmm. be told from the media what what it equates to, as opposed to actually listening. Mm-hmm. For sure, and that's I guess that's technically a generational thing as well. But I mean, I think about that. I don't. I don't. I don't think my dad considers his happiness as something that. I mean, he definitely does things that he likes to do, right? But he also doesn't feel like pers- 
I don't know. I mean, this is an assumption on my part because we don't have those kind of conversations, but that the pursuit of his personal happiness is not mm-hmm. a worthwhile thing to talk about. Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he does do it on a degree, but at another degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There'll be something worth talking to him about. You should do another car recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been really funny lately though. Just like in, in what way? I, I think he's been very, uh, I think he's distressed. I think he wants to stop working and enjoy life. But then again, you know, it goes back to that thing. Like that's not a worthwhile want. Like, mm-hmm. you know, keep bringing in, you know, meet financial, you know, goals or ticks. And he needs to have this much money in the bank and has this, this, this. And like before he can relax. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's hard. Yeah, Definitely not something I can 100% empathize with. I was just telling him, like, remember, we had that retirement party. I think it's time for you to actually retire. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's true. I didn't really think about that. (laughs) I mean, I know it was also his birthday party, but yeah, that's so true. Yeah, he's old. I mean, he's not that old, but he's old. He should be able to retire and just relax and enjoy himself. Yeah, he wants to. He's actually to the Mm. point where he wants to. That's good. That's progress. Mm-hmm. Now we just have to make it happen. Slowly but surely, right? Baby steps. Yeah, I mean, he has cut back, so that's good. But Better than nothing? Yeah. I guess. I do want to change gears, uh, unless there's anything more you want to say on that topic. No, not really. I, feel like I that want was to ask legit. you, I mean, I know you're going to have a lot to say about this, and the whole world already oh, has boy. a lot to say. But did you hear about... What T.I. said about his daughter? Oh, jeez. Yes, I did. <laughs> so, um... So, I mean, the whole world agrees that he's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, but I just... Clearly... I mean, my guess is the quite, quote-unquote, the whole world doesn't agree, but the outspoken portion of the world that's on social media does. It seems... It seems... Like, I, I have not been able to find one single thing that can defend him. Because you can't. Because even... We, we should clarify just in case there is someone that actually listens that has no idea what we're talking about. So sure. there's a United States rapper. His name is T.I. And he said on a podcast that he has taken his daughter... I don't remember starting at what age, but to the doctor every I think it was year. 15 or 16. Oh, I thought it was before that, but whatever. To the doctor every year on her birthday to have her hymen checked to make sure she's still a virgin. Well, okay, and- let's 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 add some detail. While he is in the room, okay, uh, his he makes his daughter sign the thing that you know to the doctor that says that he's allowed to receive that information. Correct. Um, and he also added on the podcast just so everybody knows, as of eighteen, my daughter's hymen was still intact. So, and, like, not only is he doing this gross thing, but he is publicly commenting on his daughter's quote-unquote sexual activity and virginity to the world. But he also said he told the doctor, have my test results back as soon as possible. 
basically that was a yeah he did use this he did use the phrase my test results my test because results. he has he, he has possession over this this daughter who is now 18 years old and the doctor said just so you know this is like this is not a this is not a thing um like there's so this the hymen is not an accurate depiction of whether or not someone is a virgin you can tear the hymen all sorts of ways and he responded with she doesn't horseback ride and she doesn't ride bike. She doesn't do any of these things. So just give me my test results. Like that's what he said. Yes. And the whole world is agreeing gross. that he is gross. Gross, gross and a monster. And also there was some con uh, discussion about his son and how his son has sex. And then he also made some comment about how men don't want to have sex with virgins anyways. <laughs> this guy's he's canceled, but, um, hundred percent. He was already like, I mean, outdated. True, but I mean, I don't know how his wife allows this either. Like him and his wife have a podcast together where they talk about like is it a podcast feminism or a and liberation? TV show? A po- they have a podcast. Oh, well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, one of my employees listens to it pretty regularly, and she said it's really good. So it's, it just blows my mind, like really blows my mind. It's oh. gross. It's so gross. But wait, so now I have to do more research. So is their podcast just a big show? Like how, cause obviously you aren't practicing what you're preaching if that's what's going on in your home. I mean, I have no idea. I haven't actually listened to his podcast. I don't want to comment on it and be misinformed, but from what my employee has told me, they're. Like they did one episode where they had a woman from the Middle East there talking about how women. Are you sure you're not talking about the podcast that he was on? I'm a hundred percent certain. Oh, because the podcast that he's on is a, a woman's podcast. The one that he was on for this episode, yeah. But him and his wife also have a podcast. Hmm. Because that was the first thing she said when this news came out. Like she was like, "Man, I was really enjoying his podcast." Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Just some weird stuff going on out there. I tell you what. The patriarchy is sneaky, man. <laughs> okay, so then another question. Um, yeah. I'm listening to an audiobook right now because I saw that they were making an HBO show out of it, even though I don't have HBO. What's the audiobook? And I wanted to ask you if you had heard of this Mrs. Fletcher. No. Huh. It's pretty interesting, and I, or it's pretty. Uh, you like it a lot? No, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would say I like it a lot. I would say it's thought provoking. Yeah, it's like a a look inside this woman's world that um, there's some levels I can relate to, and some maybe not, or maybe I don't know. I think it's entertaining for sure. But let me just give you a little bit of a rundown. Her only son goes off to college. Mm-hmm. So she is stuck with what she's going to do. And some randomly, someone randomly texts her that she's a MILF. And so she goes down the rabbit hole of like Googling MILF. And then she ends up on this porn site with MILFs. Mm-hmm. So while her son's at college, she kind of gets addicted to porn. And then while her son's at college, he's basically a misogynist. And then he has an experience with a girl and gets called out on it. And so he drops out of college. 
Like what kind of experience were we talking about? Like a, like a rape type experience or what? Uh, so sh- they're at her apartment there. She's giving him oral sex and he grabs her head and holds her down. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he said, he calls her a bitch or a whore or something while she's doing it. And then she punches him because he takes it too far and he doesn't, mm-hmm. he has no concept of what he's done wrong at all. Like he just doesn't understand. And he really liked the girl. Mm. So he's just miserable. And then he gets called out. Like there's this big art show of people that are bad people at college and his pictures in there. Love it. And the quote, <laughs> the quote underneath his picture is a total disappointment. Cause she really liked him too. And so she, she was just like, he was just totally disappointing. Like as a person. Damn. <laughs> So they just go through an evolution, like her experimenting with her life because she's divorced and her son leaves and, and the experiences she has. And then him, they so far they haven't really gone into a lot of in-depth about what, how he's evolving or learning. He's still kind of just a jerk that Same has to figure things out. But I think eventually he'll get there or maybe in book two he will because I, I get the impression that this book is going to be like a series since the TV show's a series. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just wanted to know if you heard about it. Like, there are some parts that are pretty funny. Um, hmm. But the, yeah. And it has everything that you would like, you know. Yeah. Uh, dealing Sounds with like it's worth checking jerks, out. And it has, um, you know, there's, when she goes back to college, her teacher is a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's taking women's studies or it's a women's studies course, I think, or something like that. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of discussion about that. And it, hmm. it like ticks all your boxes for sure. As far as representation hmm. goes. Oh, well, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Worth checking out. Yeah. You might want to, I mean, I'd give you the book, but it's an audio book. So it doesn't work like that. Yeah. See, that's the downside of audiobooks for sure. Uh, yeah. But I could also probably get it on the uh, Libby app as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I had to tell dad, I was like, okay, there's a lot of sex in this book. So when I'm listening to it at night, if you hear it, like I don't, cause if I ever have a book and I start talking about sex, he gets all like, what are you listening to? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Erotica. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, sure. I can imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> well, yeah, you know how he is. And so, yeah. um, luckily he hasn't really heard too much, but it's just pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Good recommendation. Yeah, I'm excited to finish the book and then I'm going to try to watch a couple of episodes. I think. um, Is is it already out? I think it is. I think it started like last week or a couple weeks ago. I think I have an HBO account, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have HBO with your cell phone. Yeah. I, that's, I feel like, yeah, they texted. I had to like click the link or something. And I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. It's worth checking out then. Yeah. So that's technically mine as well. So I'll have to. Oh, okay. Good to know. We'll have to work that out off the air. Yes. Because my name's still on that account. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I know it is. You need to get your own cell phone. <laughs> I thought I had my own. I mean, Bill in your name. We'll discuss it off the air. <laughs> Uh, well, is there anything else you wanted to talk to me about? I mean, how does it feel I that mean, both of your sisters are married? Any different? Um, no. Um, I'm fine with it, actually. You know, I guess... Uh, okay, I mean, I guess we should bring up my relationship status has changed. 
Do we have to bring it up? I mean, we did spend the, like, basically the entire first season discussing my torrid love life. <laughs> I'm not saying we need to go into detail. I'm just it saying. Is. Okay, go ahead. I have a boyfriend. Okay. Well, I have a boyfriend yeah. now. I haven't met this boyfriend yet, so any listeners it's, out there that are still, curious what I think, I have no opinion yet. Yeah, I haven't met it's him. still it's still pretty new. Um, it is funny because Miranda's first question to me was, what does your mom think? And I said, well, so far she seems chill about it. Um, and she was like, well, you tell me when she meets him so I can text her after. <laughs> oh, Miranda's the best. That's awesome. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah. But, I mean, Miranda knows him. Yeah, I know. You A lot of your friends know him, so that puts me yeah. in a positive mode. I mean, and yeah. you did say Maggie met him and approved, so... Oh, yeah. Maggie's like, uh, Maggie, five minutes in, was already planning all the double dates. We're going to Disneyland together in March, and she's so excited. Uh, I mean, assuming we make it that far, but she's already planning it. Maggie wants to go for the Food and Wine Festival every year, and my boyfriend really likes to go. Oh, he, he's a fan? Or he's would like been. to go. He Well, no. he w- I guess I should clarify. He would like to go to the Food and Wine Festival, based on my pictures and kind of what Maggie talked about and things like that. So well, one of these years we're going to have to go in Florida. The wine and one dine. of these it's called freaking the years. I know Epcot food and wine festival, but wine and dine, isn't it? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the pass is called. Mm. Like the, you know, like the food pass, but I don't know. I've never, never been. Yeah. They've never have a, been. They have a run associated with that one. Of course they do. I miss the Disneyland runs. I know. I really want to go on a Disney cruise so I can do the crew, the run, the 5K on the in the Bahamas. Oh, I didn't even know that, that was a thing. Yeah, you do the run on their island. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I need to go on a Disney cruise as well, though. I think Dad and I are going to try to go on an Alaskan cruise before the glaciers melt away. Yeah, that's a really good plan to have because climate change is real and happening and the yes. damage is irreparable. So now's a good time to I know. To I was reading in. about one of the spots that cruises normally take you and Celebration Cruises was like, we don't even go there anymore. There's night, They're melting. It's, there's nothing to see. And I was like, oh. Crazy. It's happening so fast. The end of the world is happening slowly all around us and I'm just going to work every day. Like it's totally normal and I just don't know how to feel about it. I get into crisis and I'm probably just going to get high tonight and pretend like I didn't remember that fact. (laughs) There's not much you can do. So you should be doing exactly what you're doing. Having anxiety about it is not helpful. Just live your life. I guess that's true. And be happy and have fun. And when it's over, it's over. I guess that's true. But also kind of not true because I could be way more. I mean, Greta Thorn- Thornburg is really, um, Thorn- Thornburg, Thorn- Thornburg. Yeah. I don't, either way. I mean, that the, could... the literal child that is showing me up every day <laughs> really makes me insecure about myself. <laughs> yeah. But there can't, I mean, the thing is she also doesn't have the responsibility of paying rent yet. I mean, her parents are worrying about that for her. So she can yeah, devote all true. of her energy into what she's doing. That's and true. At some point, she might be able to go on speaking tours and whatever, and make money from that, even if she's not yet. And that's not your—that's not your deal. Yet, yet. And so I'm doing I what say, I can. I'm, I'm being what an activist be in whatever way I can. Yeah. So I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to balance. Trying to balance it all. And uh, additionally, 
my guess is she probably doesn't do a lot of sleeping at night with that, with her stress. I mean, she knows way more Maybe. than I know, so I don't know how she sleeps at night. Yeah. Oof. And on that note, definitely we'll be taking an edible tonight. <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to chill out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to need it. Well, episode one of season three. In the books. Uh, in the books. And I just want to say to our listeners, on the note of adult friendships, uh, don't let people treat you less than you deserve and be open to new and exciting friendships. Absolutely. You never know where one might find you. That's right. I mean, most of your friendships you've made in the last few years because prior to that you didn't have any. It's really true. <laughs> and, you know, you know, okay, jerk, but it's true. Um, it's funny because I – so when I went to Atlanta uh, earlier this year, which we talked about on the podcast briefly, mm -hmm. I was visiting my old ASM and very good friend, Matt, and his boyfriend. Um, and I was catching up with him on the phone just, just earlier this week. Uh, you know, we only talk on the phone maybe like twice a year. And it's usually to plan my next visit to see mm -hmm. him. Uh, and we're going to be doing that early next year, too, for his 30th birthday, which is so exciting. Oh, I'm just, I can't wait. But um when he was on the phone, it's like he, he even said, you know, it's amazing because like you, sometimes you get these great friendships when you're not even expecting them. He was like, you know, I, I was just going to work and you were just my new boss and it was what it was. And I was not expecting this, you know, this lifelong friendship to like come out of it. And which of course made me super happy, but also it was totally true. You know, that was a, it was a period in my life where I was super focused on work and I wasn't really looking to make friends and that, you know. Yeah, I got that. That was also the period of my life when I probably made as the most friends so rapidly. <laughs> yeah, hmm, cool. Because I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it, but I was open to it, and I think that that's very important. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can try a little hard. It's just like relationships; you can like be wanting it so bad that you you won't find that it. You repel it a little bit. A I mean, I feel bit. like like when you're like when you're like desperately seeking it out, it's like stop. Like focus on you and the rest will follow. And so many people told me that after I you know, got my heart broken and I was like, blah, 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 whatever, whatever the heck two years ago. But it's so freaking true. Gosh, I almost hate how true it is. Do you want me to just ask the question of uh, what has always been my philosophy? That exactly, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I hate it. Your mother's like, always right, it, man. You guys are telling me my mother was I know. Right. My mom is always right, and it makes me crazy. <laughs> She's right about everything. <laughs> uh, I mean, if nothing else, that's the best part about having adult children is to have them realize that you are right. And you don't even have kids <laughs> yet to realize that. <laughs> oh, I know. Please don't even get me started on that. It's really hard when you, you know, there's a stage where you're growing up where you think your parents can't ever be wrong. And, like, there was a certain point in, like, my mid-20s where I felt like – I think we talked about this in an episode where I felt like my mom's advice was always, like, right on. And then there was, like, a time mm -hmm. where I realized, hmm, she wasn't right about that. And it was almost, like, so, like, mind-blowing to me. Like, mm -hmm. wow, my mom wasn't it's right like, about like, that Like, the thing. glass, like, shatters a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Well, I haven't reached that point yet. Oh, you never will. <laughs> The, the glass has not shattered with you. And I don't think it ever will. My mom's perfect and right and smart and beautiful and lovely. And I mean, I'm going to grow up to be just like her. So it's great. I mean, stop. No. <laughs> <laughs>
If you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper, who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can 2, and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at davedepper.com. What are you going to name this one, Mom? We're back. Um, I don't know. We're back, bitches. That's what it should be. The bitches are back. That's what it should be. No, they don't. Yeah, a lot of people do. don't. Okay. Boomers, maybe. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I read a list today of things boomers do. And I was a little upset. I did like two of them. And I'm like, well, but. <laughs> <laughs> or what about when I was trying to sit, FaceTime you and like send you videos when I was in San Diego at the zoo and you thought I was kidnapped into Trump? <laughs> Wait a minute. That was a real thing. It was like the phone's like, all I see is ground and I can't hear you and you just keep calling back. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Kate's been kidnapped. <laughs> Which is totally a fair well, And you thought, never but FaceTime like, me. You didn't text me and say, hey, I'm at the zoo. I want to FaceTime you. It was just like Yeah, I wasn't random... expecting it. I just turned the corner and then like there were the elephants and obviously elephants are, you know, you love elephants and Dumbo and all those things. So I was like, I got to FaceTime my mom, like while they're doing this cute stuff. But right. the signal sucked and it didn't go through. And so yeah, it was just and I all never saw an elephant. I just saw like a cave. It looked like a cave. And I'm like, yeah. someone is dragging Kate into a cave. <laughs> <laughs>